to the Standardized Patients Podcast. I am your host and standardized patient of 13 years, Katie Culligan. In this podcast, we dive into the who, what, why, and huh of this quirky industry that no one's ever heard of. So what is a standardized patient, you may ask? A standardized patient is a... A noun. A person who is trained to act out the role of a patient with particular characteristics in real time. These simulated scenarios give students an opportunity to practice their clinical as well as their interpersonal skills in a safe and supportive space. We are often responsible for grading particular clinical skills and providing verbal feedback on how it felt to be the patient in the room. Yeah, There's more to it than that, I feel like. Especially as a noun. That was a very clear and professional definition of a standardized patient. Our guest today is Jenna Rossman, who just gave us that great definition. She is a DC and New York based actor. And most recently she starred in the short film Airway, written and directed by Jessica Reddish, currently on its festival circuit. In addition to all the on-camera work, Jenna has performed at the Kennedy Center, Eugene O'Neill Theater Center, Baltimore Center Stage, Rep Stage, and Rorschach Theater. Currently, she resides with her partner and houseplants in D.C. and continues to make a living at her dream day job. I love to hear that as an actor for multiple medical and law schools throughout the DMV and NY area. Woot woot. Oh, yeah. On here. I just I love the houseplants. So first of all, what houseplants do you have? I'm just curious. Well, we have three. I'm not like a avid houseplant collector, but one of them was adopted from a friend and it it kind of goes everywhere. I don't know what the the technical name of it is. We just call it our friend's name. Her name is Kaziah. So that's Kaziah plant. Um, And then we have a, I don't even know, again, the technical name. I'm really taking care of these houseplants though. Um, It is a, called a mother-in-law's tongue. I think that's what it's called. Really? I think, I don't know. A snake plant. Is that the one? I don't oh, know. Oh, that's funny that that's the name. Is that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're very common houseplants, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's like the long spiky ones, right? Yes, those are beautiful. Yeah, and then we have a, a dying fern. Oh, no. I know. I put, her in, I put her in the bathroom to see if she could get some humidity, but we'll see. We'll see how she did. Well, I, I wish her the best, the dying fern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should just name them all. If the first one is cool name, maybe just like the next one could be Stephanie. The dying fern could be, I don't know, Linda. I like I it. <laughs> I like it. Just off, just three random names. <laughs> they could be men too, you know, Samuel. You can go. Yeah, I got to like spend some more time with them because I just moved back to DC. So I'm just recently became the mother of these houseplants. Oh, well, congratulations. On your- <laughs> I do hope that they give you lots of uh, oxygen and joy. Yeah. And stick around for, you know, for a little while. I'm trying yeah. to grow a basil plant myself. It is, it's not working very well. But also I wanted to touch on like dream day job as uh, working for the multiple medical and law schools, yes. uh, just from your bio here. So how many medical schools do you work for at a time? So I work for two institutions in Baltimore and then one in Silver Spring. That's actually where I started. And then one currently in Virginia. And then let's see, I guess, is it two in DC? I feel like after this podcast and be like, oh, and then there was this one other one, but I think I got that right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, it's a number of them. And then a f- 
two, one law school here in DC, and then two in New York. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, see, I haven't done the law school thing, but I was introduced to it back in high school and was like, oh, that sounds awesome. And mm -hmm. then uh, for some reason, just ended up doing only SP work, standardized patient work for getting out of college. And I've just kind of like you, like a bunch of different medical schools around the area, but it is kind of amazing that like, there are so many. Yes. <laughs> They're like just the, in this area. And then if you add other markets such as New York or Philly, et cetera, that we are everywhere. The schools are everywhere. You just have to find them. Especially here in the DMV, we are so lucky. Those of us, I don't know, I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone, but those of us who have gotten into this awesome business, it, this day job, and sometimes it's a full-time job for people. It's such a gift to be able to work for this many schools because I've never heard of any other region that has this many medical schools in one area that we can be employed at as standardized patients that has an actual program for standardized patients. Mm -hmm. It's really special. It's really special. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. It's kind of amazing. And you know, the DC area being what an hour from Baltimore, give or take right. right next to Virginia, right next to Maryland. And there are so many schools just right in that area that yeah, it's mm -hmm. if you look and if you're, if you're good, right, right. <laughs> you will find it. <laughs> if you Just, look for it, it will come, the word. Yeah. You called it your dream day job. So tell me a little bit more about that. What makes you use that terminology? So yeah, thank you for asking. So <laughs> it is my dream day job because my other career would definitely be something in medicine. I was originally going to go to school for occupational therapy. And then I found out the school that I applied for, I didn't get much financial aid there. So I was like, well, I'm going to go to the place that gave me the most money and figure it out from there. And after uh, getting into the acting program, that was where I knew that my heart was and still is. But I've always had this love for medicine and, and helping people and that sense of like empathy and care and nurturing. I just always, I feel like that is a person. And also I love to just to help people. So yeah. yeah. And so the fact that there's a job that combines both of my passions in life, I was like, what? What are the odds? Yeah, what are the odds? Yeah. <laughs> you truly, know. Truly. And yeah. that you can get paid to do it. I get paid. Yeah. And <laughs> it's amazing. And every day is so different. The mm -hmm. flexibility, it's just, and you meet the coolest people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hashtag you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, it's I, true. I, I'll give you your five dollars after. Is yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> so, like, how I'm curious though, how did you discover the SP work itself? So, what brought you to that exactly? Was it somebody or something? I was living in DC prior to living in New York for about three years, and that's in November of 2017 was when I was first booked at my SP job. And actually, um, Chloe Michaela. Uh, introduced me to the work. She was formerly living in DC and now she's in Chicago, just slaying the scene out there. So everyone should follow her. So um, <laughs> shout out. Yeah. So she was the one who introduced me. She's like, Hey, I think you'd really like this job because we both actually held the same jobs while we were roommates. And so that worked out with like carpooling and like okay. studying. Yeah. So she was the one who introduced me and I'm so, so grateful. Oh, that's very cool. I did not know that story. Yeah. So that was in 2017? 2017, yeah. Okay, so you've been doing it. Almost four years. Four years. So I'm curious um, with all of that. So I think I met you for the consortium. 
at the uh, at one of the schools and I was at 2019 or 2018. I've been doing consortium two or three years now. Yeah, because before the pandemic. Yeah, before time. So because I know three we, years. So basically yeah. for our audience, uh, a consortium is a, essentially a big exam that students take at a certain point in their medical careers and their medical schooling that a bunch of different standardized patients come together and we all get trained on specific cases at specific schools. The schools will hire a bunch of different actors to play the same character. So um, Jenna and I were playing one of the same characters mm -hmm. uh, for, I would say, a month straight. Yeah. Day, very early to relatively late in yeah. the day. Um, they were long days. So basically, we trained to be a standardized uh, person with this particular case, this particular character. And when we weren't portraying the character for the students in the room, for them to diagnose us, we were watching each other, <laughs> yeah. um, observing each other for standardization purposes. So we uh, spent a lot of time together. Jenna saw me very tired a lot. <laughs> there were naps. Uh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. <laughs> I was just, I was constantly, in, I always say the, the beginning of the month, I start out like nice and strong by the end yeah. of the month, I'm like a shell of a human being. Just get me through. I yeah. It. But yeah. anyway, so that's how I got to know you from that particular consortium. Of course, I've, I've seen you ever since then, but that's really cool to, to know your background in that and through Chloe. How did she explain to you the concept of what an SP was since she introduced I it to you? Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but I knew that it combined performing and medicine and education and teaching. And I knew that I was all about those things. So yeah, it was pretty clear to me. It's just interesting to try and explain it to someone else. <laughs> yes, which is, is my next question, because obviously yeah. you have this lovely explanation that you told us at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. But like if some random person on the street, because this has happened to me, right, comes up to you and says, uh, I'm sorry, what, what do you do? Why are you going on? What do you do? Or somebody at a party who mm -hmm. you've never met before that is not in this world, not a theater person, not an actor, not in the medical profession. How? Yeah. Like, what do you typically say? Yeah. So I guess I like start off with saying like, I'm an actor. And then they're like, oh, that's cool. What have I seen you in? And like, you know, and then we go down that path. And then I was like, well, for money, usually I, uh, <laughs> I work <laughs> as a standardized patient and that's my day job. And they're like, whoa, like, what is that? And then I go into my explanation. It's basically like, you know, someone who portrays to be a patient, like if you're going a mock patient almost, and we help students who are uh, in their education at like different medical schools and things like that, various students across various different fields under that umbrella and help them become better practitioners by helping them develop their interpersonal skills by providing that kind of feedback. Mm -hmm. something along those lines and usually I'm like tuned into them like are they do they get it like right. I'm not sure I'll like and then I'll adjust accordingly but right, right and then I can always default to when I first met my partner he was like oh like in Seinfeld with Kramer yes. like and he had gonorrhea I was like well we don't have gonorrhea all the time like that's not the only just on there. Tuesdays just on the Tuesdays <laughs> yeah <laughs> and about like 50 50 have seen that episode and 
it's always like a nice little friends. It really is because that's yeah. kind of what I use as well. You know, people will come up to me or it, this happened recently, somebody with another job I was working and we started talking about standardized patient work mm -hmm. and I started explaining it and I just went into, you know, I portray patients with an illness and the illness can be anything from like a stomach ache to a really like abusive relationship. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it could be any of these things like highly emotional, more acting based to just pretty uh, medical based. But I always say, you know, have you ever seen that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer, Kramer and his friend have, uh, you know, they're, they're doing a standardized patient. Typically they're like, oh yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, it's kind of like that, but not exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> but that is like the point of reference for pop culture, I think yeah. for standardized patients. You know, he, Kramer has a a lamplight and he lights up a cigarette and creates this wonderful monologue. Yes. Oh, the that's journey. the best. With like the light, the light too. It's like <laughs> film noir. <laughs> yeah. About a lady and, and, and the burned that he burned for her, much like the burning that's happening when I go to the bathroom. And then of course we have a younger Daniel Day Kim who's like gonorrhea. And then yeah. everybody claps for him and he bows. And so that's the only thing that I wonder, like, wouldn't that be great if we could have that after yeah. every encounter, which an encounter for our audience is a visit where we visit with our medical student will come and we will be that patient. And so we call that an encounter. And so after every encounter, I would love to get a round of applause. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that's happened. Yeah. Like lights up. There's a double mirror and we just see people clapping. Slow clap. The slow clapping. <laughs> Some, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think that's like, that's where I tend to go with it. And I agree mm -hmm. with you. Some people, it's not for them or, you know, their eyes will glaze over and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Cause they just, the concept of it is so bizarre, but for other people, they want to know more. They're like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. So let me, you know, re reiterate, like you're saying this and you do that. And they don't believe it. They're yeah. like, there's a job for that. I'm like, yeah. And some people are like, how do I get into that? Or how do I like, are so intrigued. I think almost every time I explained what a standardized patient is, they're like, that is so cool. I'm like, mm. I know. <laughs> we get to do it we get to do it and get paid for it on a weekly or daily basis what a gift yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah. i have to agree so i'm curious though like <laughs> when you've told people like getting into it do you remember like your first day ever showing up to one of the med schools and what that was like for you going into it I don't think I remember my first encounter, maybe because I was so nervous. I blacked out for like an audition and you're so nervous and you're like, what just happened? Um, <laughs> it was kind of like that. I do recall one of my first days at one of my Baltimore schools that I work for. I remember being just as nervous as some of our students were because they vocalized that to me during feedback. Like maybe they were first year medical students and this is maybe one of the first times they've ever taken a patient history and how to practice their interviewing skills as a practitioner. And I was like, my heart is just beating out of my chest. It's like, just think of it like I'm an actor. I can do this. Right. But it's different because that standardization factor comes in. I'm like, okay, so keep to the facts, but also be a real person, you know, mm -hmm. that balance that you have to strike. Yeah. I just remember being really nervous, but I was like, wow, this is amazing. Find it more like acting for the camera than acting on yeah. stage. 
because there's something more nuanced about it. And not that stage acting can't be nuanced because it, it certainly can be, but it's that very intimate. You're in a small room with yeah. one, typically sometimes a few more students. Yeah. You have to react like a real person. And the other question is, how do I make the most neutral answer? If they're asking me something that I don't have a scripted answer for, right, right. what am I going to, it's the do no harm of, yeah. ah, I don't want to send this student down a rabbit hole where they're going right. to waste their time asking me about something unrelated, but yeah. also making it sound normal and natural. That is actually a, a real skill, I think, that comes with, it's mm -hmm. not just improv, but I think there are improv aspects to it, frankly. Yeah, I find both kinds of encounters rewarding. This is more high stakes, more scripted, that kind of encounter, but also when we have the opportunity to improvise and how that can flow. It's how far I can use my acting skills, right? <laughs> and But also still keep within the framework of the whole situation, the simulated scenario. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's cool. it is finding that balance. It is really fun to do that and figure that out. I don't know about you, but I've done some cases in the past and cases are getting ready to play a character where you're learning that character's mm -hmm. scenario. I've done some cases where yet yeah, super scripted, like you were mentioning, and then I've mm -hmm. done some that's like two lines of like, yeah. you're this type of a patient and your name is blank blankerson and go. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I can, okay. We're just, and it's a lot of trust when it comes to those. Oh. Some of them are not as highly trained and some of them are extremely trained. Like the one right. that you and I did for that month of consortium, mm -hmm. um, just extremely like every single thing was talked about. And if it hadn't been talked about in right. advance, we would email our trainer about mm -hmm. it uh, to ask questions. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty wild and detail-oriented, I feel like. If I don't know the answer to something, I want to figure it out in order because I was like, well, what if it gets asked again? And, you mm -hmm. know, you just want to feel like the most prepared entering these encounters, you know, because you want to give that student who's interviewing you or you're interacting with the full package, right? Just give them the best opportunity as we can, you know? Yeah, exactly. Set them up for success. Be a triple threat, if you will, as an SP. Yes. Yes. We'll yes. What would be the triple exactly. threat of an SP? Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> memorization. Yes. And recall. Memorization, recall. Being on uh, time. Being on time. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness, being on time. Being on time. <laughs> and like, I would say yeah. improv. Those are the three. Yes. Balancing those with the punctuality. Yeah. <laughs> and being on time, even if you have to take a bathroom break, being back in your room. Yes. Like, that it's, fear. It's We've all had that fear of just an encounter about to start and people are like, where's room seven? And you're like, yeah. I'm room seven. And, we're like, yes, and then running you're like the running in the hallway with your gown. Sometimes like, well, forgot my robe. <laughs> just in like a backless gown. You're like, please, no one see me. <laughs> and you're wearing socks, like slipping through. Yes. Yes. Oh man. That is so yeah. real. Is it is very, so real. Very... The fear that you feel if you are late to something, like if an encounter is about to start and you're not there and they're Ooh, waiting for that, you. that fear yeah, is real. unlike anything else. And it's that the silence. Point. Cause you know, like oh. when, when they say patient please <sighs> prepare or something of that nature. And then all of a sudden there's a really long, long, long pause. You know, most likely it's either their student is having technical issues yeah. outside of the room or the standardized patient. Something has happened. It's MIA. Like, yeah. But like yeah. I will never forget because my very first day ever as a standardized patient was mm -hmm. in a school in the area. I've, I don't think I've worked at sense funny enough so whatever that means I, I'm, I've been doing this for 13 years so it was a while ago that's amazing and I didn't know that I, yeah it's crazy but uh 
Yeah, so I was hired on, I was trained, but I don't remember the training. And I did not know if I could break out of my character. So this is like oh. rookie mistake. I go into this encounter room with these military dudes who were med students and I was about 23 Uh uh, give or take and I was playing a semi-truck driver okay so I don't know what my yes you were but I was I was a (laughs) semi-truck driver that was part of the case and I remember these guys were grilling me about how I backed up the semi-truck and so this also happened after the case was over the visit was done and we were in feedback and feedback is when we typically give feedback to our students about how that encounter went and how it made us feel as the patient but I was very new to this and I gave feedback as the semi-truck driver (laughs) which again if you were oh my gosh well that's probably like on video somewhere right because all these encounters that we're talking about are recorded it's when you enter that room all eyes are on you and they're like three cameras watching you (laughs) it's probably been laughed about for many years since and maybe that was why I never went back I I took an out-of-town contract after that but I just I'll never forget that I think it just goes to show like There's a lot of things that can happen <laughs> as yeah. a standardized patient, and they hire a lot of different types of people. You know, if you fit any sort yeah. of demographic, they're looking for young, old, all different ethnicities, all different body types. It's pretty cool that you just, you never know who you're going to be with. Yeah. Who you meet. Like you said earlier, like the amount of people that you've met that are just wildly different. I was thinking about this. I was like, wow, I feel like as an actor, I could stretch my age range maybe a bit more just considering what kinds of roles you can be cast in in these types of counters and things like that. Maybe I played a lot older than maybe I look or feel. (laughs) And how do you like channel that, right? It's cool that it's a lifelong career. We have a lot of people in our community, a lot of standardized patients who are retired and they come back to be standardized patients. And I think that is one of the coolest things ever. You're spending your retirement being a standardized patient. I think that reads, this is a cool job. You know, people want to come work when they're retired at this particular job. Right. So it must mean it's pretty cool, which it is. Yeah. Funny that you say that because the other day I was teaching a spin class. Uh One of the ladies in my class, she's not retiring yet, but I was like, Mm -hmm. if you ever do, you would be a great standardized patient. She was telling me about this random role-playing experience she had. I was like, oh, you'd be the perfect like mentality. Oh, I just, you got it. You got to let me know if you ever want to do it. I will put in your name to my schools that I work with. And I've played anywhere from, you know, 14, I think is uh-huh. the youngest. No, actually, I've actually played five-year-old more recently than you'd expect um <laughs> I've played wow yeah yeah of course we're all suspending our disbelief there but also yeah. i've played like an 86 year old female no way comatose female so you never know you never know and sometimes just based on you know scheduling and things like that you just gotta stretch you know your age range and then stretch your imagination exactly so it's all fun you can be anything yeah. you want in standardized patient right yes <laughs> well this has been so much fun talking to you i'm so so glad that you are here today, Jenna. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Where can people find you if they want to reach out or follow you? 
You can find me on my newly constructed website at, Hola. yes, my name. So it's J-E-N-N-A dash Rossman, R-O-S-S-M-A-N dot com. Funny enough, there are two Jenna Rossman. So I added a dash to separate the website. The, the dash is very important if you want to access this me. Jenna Rossman. Yes. I highly recommend. <laughs> I want to say thank you again for being here and for all of your wonderful stories and wisdom and definitions today. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the Standardized Patients Podcast. Thanks to Randy Sharp for the use of our theme song, Mr. Garita. And you can find their music at Artlist. Thank you also to Catherine Bobolek for the behind-the-scenes work, audio post-production, and cover art. That's our show! See you next time as we encounter more standards of standardized patient work. Thank you.